G'day community and welcome to the JRBBL podcast episode 2. My name is Damo and joining me today is Azza. How are you mate? I'm good. It's good to be here again for round 2. Lots to talk about, lots to talk about. The fixture has been re-released or at least partially re-released. Uh, there might be some question marks over the availability of our English imports and we can start to look at players now that we know roughly when the games are. Yeah, that's very right. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's a, been a big change that's come in announced today with the fixture being pushed back a week, starting now on the Thursday, the 10th of December, with the Hobart Hurricanes opening the round against the Sydney Sixers at Blundstone Arena. Um, and it even with pushing it back a week, really opens up the door to some of the Australian ODI and T20 players, um, which we know we covered last week, maybe not available, but now... They're well within the frame, and I think there's going to be a few there that we should uh, definitely be looking at in our Supercoach sides. Now, the game weeks haven't been officially announced yet in Supercoach as this fixture was only just released this morning. But looking at it, it looks like the Stars might have a double game week first up. Yeah, and that's that's huge. That's a huge change from the old fixture, and it's something that um, we'll definitely now be looking to exploit by looking having a look at the likes of um, Glenn Maxwell, your Marcus Stoinis, your Adam Zampa. Those players are going to be up there. They're going to be picked very heavily in uh, most sides come round one, and I think there's going to be a lot of value in picking someone like an Adam Zampa who's still in form and he's you know showed us in previous seasons that he can take wickets and score really well. Obviously, other players like the likes of Glenn Maxwell haven't done so well, but he's still an absolute star of the game and I still think he'll be picked fairly well. Now, for the people who are just doing Supercoach BBL to begin this year, um, double game weeks basically mean your players score twice in the same round and contribute to your round score twice, basically. Um, I was asked to go over that again and hopefully that explains it a little bit better. I've explained that all right, haven't I, Azza? Yeah, look, pretty much it, it is very simple. You know, in a double game week where the um, a specific team plays two games within that round, your player will score in both of those rounds for a combined massive score. And if you happen to put a captaincy on one of those players that plays twice, you're looking at a score about four times what you'd be normally expecting from a player. And we've seen it in previous rounds in previous years. There was a particular round where Marcus Stoinis scored 376 in a single round. He had a captaincy on him. You were absolutely laughing. Massive score there if you had the captaincy on him. Looking at the fixture, as we said, the game weeks are not set out yet. But it's fairly safe to assume that the first four games will probably make up the first game week. So as we said, the Stars double game week. But from there, it's not quite as clear. Uh, so you had a take on this. Did you want to run through it? Yeah, so look, obviously um, the guys at the Supercoach HQ will be working tirelessly behind the scenes to give us this information as soon as possible. But look, we can try to have a look at the fixture as it is and take an educated guess at where we think the rounds may end up. And looking at the fixture as it stands... Um, the first four games are probably going to be in that um, first round block with the uh, Hurricanes, Sixers, Stars, Heat, Thunder, Renegades and Scorchers to play a game. After that, 
probably looking at the next five games because there happens to be a gap between the 16th and the 19th where there isn't a game, which looks very good to have a round break. Similarly, we'll probably see the next block on the 19th to the 23rd of December because, again, there's a nice break there, the 23rd to the 26th of December. And in that particular week there, that's when the strikers are going to have a double game week and you'll be looking up to load up on players for that particular round. We spoke about players likely unavailable due to their selection for the English sides. This affects the likes of Jason Roy, Liam Livingston, uh, Tom Curran. But how long are they expected to actually be out for? Well, if the English players depart South Africa the day after their final match in South Africa, which is on December the 9th, if we still have COVID in the government forced quarantine period, it doesn't mean that they're probably still likely to get out and get into the BBL series until around Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Um, and while the fixture's been announced and pushed back a week, it's still probably likely that we're not going to see any English players until that sort of round four mark. So lots of decisions to be made for uh, BBL teams there. I believe uh, the Scorchers have already signed a third import, Joe Clark, um, or they, they were rumoured to be signing Joe Clark and it was very close. I don't think other teams have made any moves yet though. No, that's right. Yeah, no, look, I know Yeah, Joe Clark was in line for a BBL deal and I think that's um, definitely very close and there have been another other players rumoured to be coming, the likes of Johnny Bairstow and Harris Ralph for the Stars as well as another players have been mentioned. Will Jacks is another name that's been thrown into the mix, which um, should be a good import if we end up getting. He was the uh, player of the Vitality Blast series and an absolute talent. And um, looking at his Supercoach scores in those games, they were absolutely unreal and would be an amazing signing for any team. And obviously, as we've discussed, there will be some English players um, missing out in that first little block. So there are other players, the likes of, that have been mentioned with um, Dan Lawrence um, to look at replacing Tom Banton for the Heat. Um, and also, yeah, as we mentioned, Joe Clark will be filling in for Jason Roy at the Scorchers. So now that we've got the fixture in front of us, can we start to actually look at building our team to, to take advantage of these early games even if we don't have the fixture? And which players should we be looking at? Yeah, look, obviously um, we can definitely now start really considering those players now that we've actually got a, 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 locked, a fixture that's been locked. Obviously it is still kind of best to wait until we've got those confirmations from Supercoach HQ in terms of what the rounds look like, but you definitely can already start really locking in those Stars players because they will be guaranteed to have the double game week. And so as I've mentioned you know, you're going to be looking at the likes of um, Glenn Maxwell, Marcus Stoinis, um, Adam Zampa. I'm trying to think who else is there. Nathan Coulter-Nile was another one that I know has been mentioned, and he's only priced at 138000 so he's very well priced. And probably, again, someone like a Seb Gotch, who's um, the wicketkeeper batsman, probably comes in front of the likes of um, Ben Dunk, and he'll probably be a good one to either even start on the field or definitely have as your um, emergency on the bench. So you recently put an article up on the website a bit 
uh, outlining the new scoring system that uh, has been introduced. Mm. Are there any players that are now too expensive to start? Yeah, look, obviously, yeah. If uh, you haven't had a chance to go onto the website and have a look at the article, it is a very, it is a bit of a long read, but it is a very worthwhile one because um, the new scoring system has had a bit of an impact on the scores and the way that Supercoach works. They've taken the prices from last year's average, which does mean that there will be some players that are just really overpriced. Um, and the likes of Marcus Stoinis and Glenn Maxwell are two that I've mentioned in the article that they're probably starting about approximately nearly $20,000 more than they should be, which already means straight off the bat you're going to be looking at a high break even. But we know they are very capable of high scores. You know, Stoinis we keep talking about scored 244 in a game last year, 376 in a round in a previous year. It's hard not to have someone like him, even though he is likely to be overpriced. Other than the, those two... You know, you're probably still looking at Chris uh, Chris Lynn, again, out of form, overpriced, probably not going to be in my side early on. Um, Darcy Short's another one that's, a prob- uh, again, just overpriced, but, again, he'll be another one that's in the mix. Um, other than that, there's not probably too many others that you really wouldn't consider uh, early on. Everyone's in, you know, some players in good form, some players aren't, but it's hard not to uh, look at everyone um, in different lights. And on the other side of that, Sean Abbott, even though he's 220K or pretty close to that, is actually underpriced. Yeah, believe it or not, yeah, he's one that's actually benefited highly from the um, changes in the scoring system where last year he averaged 85.57. If you had implemented the new scoring system to those scores last year, he would have averaged 87, which means that he is actually underpriced and he's one that you should very, very likely consider. Um, would have been amazing if we had to kept the fixture because he would have had a double game week up first up. But now he's still got the he's still got the one game, and he by the looks of the fixture, unlikely to have a buy at least until after Christmas, and probably should be one of the first selected. Again, we will have to consider if he's in the um, Australia A or Test squad because those players will also miss out. The ODI and T20 not so much anymore, which is great news. But unfortunately, if you know they are in the larger Test squad or the Australia A travelling squad, then they will miss those games and something to keep an eye out for. Batsmen don't get a lot of love in the BBL, but are there any pure batsmen that you are considering for this season? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, look, obviously, as I've touched on in the article, batsmen uh, haven't really fared too well and um, while that is a bit of a disappointment um, it's still you know it gives you a bit of an opportunity to maybe look at who could potentially benefit from that um, one of the players I did mention uh, in the Matthew Short uh, he's one that actually managed to do quite well out of the um, changes to the scoring system probably maybe one I might consider at the strikers again he's only 65,000 um, very well priced, played you know 15 games last year. Could be good for a little bit of a cash cow. Um, Marcus Harris again, if he probably will be likely now in the Test team again after his huge score in the Sheffield Shield. But if he manages to miss out, he he's going to be another one that I'll be looking at as a pure batsman for um, a cheap pickup. Uh, other than that, Sean Marsh is one I know I've had in my side for a long time. Um, he's 
scored incredibly well last year, averaging 54. While he didn't, you know, while he suffered a little bit with the new changes, again, his scoring's um, phenomenal and probably will be another one that I'll definitely be looking at as a pure batsman. Are there any players that you were surprised at their price or their average? Obviously, you played last season, but was there any players that you were surprised when they came out the other side and averaged as much as they did? Oh, look, to be honest, I think because because I know because I um know sort of how the um, scores are worked out, most of them seem fairly fair value, and I think there weren't too many that sort of really jumped out at me. The only one that um, uh, screams to mind is James Paddington. Um, I know he was very well um, sort of undervalued um, based on his average. And I think what may have occurred there is that maybe they've taken a discount um, because of his average from last year, but he is one that is well-priced. <laughs> I'm trying to find what his price is now. Um, but from memory, it was about one, yeah, 162. That's right. So um, he should have been priced around the 185 mark. Um, so I was really surprised to see him at that price and with the opportunity now at the Heat, uh, sorry, the Renegades, I should back at the Renegades, I think he's going to do quite well and I think he's definitely going to be on my radar. Um, again, whether he, whether he's going to be in the test team um, is yet to be seen, but definitely he's one that's on my radar because of that price. Let's turn the tables now, Damo. What players are you interested in in BBL? What sort of players are you going to be looking for now that the uh, double game week and the fixtures have been announced? Uh, for the Stars players, I was really interested in Nathan Kilton Nile. Um, and when the Sixers were having their double game week, as we mentioned, Sean Abbott. But outside of the double game week players, I'm really interested in Ben Cutting, who, uh, who moved from the Heat yep. to the Thunder. I think at 153k, he's very, very enticing. Um, and you've also you've always got to lock in Rashid Khan as well. Yeah, no, definitely. I think Rashid Khan's going to be an incredibly popular pick, given that if you take a look at maybe where the strikers fall, there is a real possibility the strikers can end up having two double game weeks in a row, with them playing on the 13th of December the 15th of December, the 20th and the 23rd. There's a lot of games in a short amount of period, and that could be one to really watch if that happens. I think that's a good pick up there, Damon. And outside of that, um, where do you sort of um, feel that there are teams that have maybe struggled with the fixture announcement? So any sort of teams that grab you that probably we won't be looking at early on now? To be honest... I think the Scorchers might be overlooked a bit now, just purely because of who's likely to be missing due to various squads mm. and and who they will have available. So it's quite likely that they will be without maybe six or seven of their starting 11 because of English squads, ODI squads, T20 squads, Test squads. Yeah, no, it's 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 yeah, very good point. I mean, obviously there is going to be a bit of impact with the uh, ODI T20 tests, the uh, England South Africa series, um, and all the other series that are going on. And I think there's still some confirmations we made about what's happening with the um, New Zealand Super Smash T20 domestic league there too. But that uh, happens early, you know, around the BBL season as well. So yes, um, you're right. Scorchers are probably going to be one that are very heavily impacted. 
Um, stars, obviously, with the likes of Maxwell and Stoinis will probably be around the traps as well. Um, the Sixers also normally have a few players, you know, the likes of Steve Smith, who's obviously said this year he's giving it a miss. But um, Jackson Bird, I know, is in that squad, and he's always been one I've looked at. And um, if he misses out, he'll be another one that I'll be looking at for sure. As a, there are some players that played last seasons and in, even in seasons before that who aren't currently signed. Probably the most talked about name so far is Alex Carey. And then there's also Nick Larkin who plays for the Stars usually. Who else is missing? Yeah, look, obviously there is um, still a lot of signings to happen and with the BBL now allowing a third international player, it does open up a lot of doors um, but the likes of, you know, Dale Stain, Phil Salt, Clive Rose, Zahir Khan, uh, Usman Shinwari, all of those international players from last year haven't signed. Um, again, looking at the list from last year, Harris Ralph, I know we've mentioned earlier, who's been still linked to the Stars, has yet to sign. Um, Fahim Ashraf for the Renegades was another one that... Um, played last year but hasn't signed. So there's still quite a few players that um, might get some opportunities. And, again, there's still some um, young kids that we haven't seen being re-signed, the likes of Liam O'Connor for the Strikers, um, Joe Manny for the Renegades. So there's still some players there that may get those opportunities, but um, there may be other ones that come through. Obviously, we know COVID's going to be very tough and we're not sure what impacts they're going to have to the squads um, and players' availabilities. But, again, it's one of those things that we're just going to have to sort of keep a lookout and uh, watch out for um, as players get signed. And I'll bring those latest information, um, and Jock Reynolds will too. We'll be sure to be tweeting out any signings that come out over the next few weeks and be looking at putting out some articles after all those squads have been signed so we can look through them in detail as well too. Fantastic work there. I think we are done, Azza. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. It's always a pleasure to be here. It wasn't quite as much of a party as last week because we don't have Lek or Dylan with us. So hopefully that they can join us in, in a future podcast again. Um, but it was good to have you with me today, and I thank you for your knowledge. Uh, no, I always have to impart my, my knowledge. And, again, if anyone ever has any questions or queries that they want to throw at me, uh, feel free to do so on my Twitter handle, at Azajul, or, you know, please do it through the uh, Jock Reynolds uh, handle as well on Twitter. Always happy to answer any questions people have of BBL. And, Damo, if you've got any more questions, you know, you can always reach out. I think I will be doing that quite a bit, to be honest. Yeah, look, obviously I know it's hard for the likes of, you know, you and Lekdog, who it's the first-time players, and it can be a bit uh, daunting, especially trying to get your head around the, the double game weeks, the um, the tight turnarounds, the impact of rainouts as well too. Those can throw chaos into your team selections. Um, but overall, as I know I've said previously, the main thing is, it's, it's super coach, you know, just have fun with it. Just get your friends together, pick your best sides, get some banter, and just have fun. Um, you know, the money side of it's, you know, a fantastic opportunity. I'm not one that's ever into it. I'm just here to have fun, look at the stats, look at the numbers, and just watch some great cricket, which we've got uh, plenty to look forward to this summer. 
fantastic. Thanks for listening, community. See you next time.